Hi everyone and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. We are so delighted that you've joined us for this time where we can share the Word of God together and just be a part of the family of God. And if you're listening and you don't know Christ yet, we invite you to receive him so that you can be a part of the greatest family in the world, the body of Christ. Today's broadcast, we have some wonderful sponsors who are behind us with their prayers and their lives and their giving. And today's sponsor is a wonderful realtor. Her name is Kelly Shockey. And maybe you need to buy a house, looking to buy a home or um, townhome, or you want to buy some piece of commercial property or anything like that, then you need to call Kelly because Kelly's a believer and she will treat you right. She will find not what she thinks is the best for you, but what you are really looking for. So call Kelly today for any of your real estate needs for four three nine five five two four six five four four three nine five five two four six five and just let her know that you heard about her on faith life because what we believe is that as we work together as the body of Christ to share the word of God and to reach people for Christ and help the hurting that we're doing what God wants us to do. And we truly do believe that these are some of the most difficult days on planet Earth. But we also believe there's great hope in Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to be in the book of the Revelation, chapter 1. We'll review verse 5 and do verses 5 and 6, maybe 7 today. But let's just listen to this song. It's a it's not brand new, but it's one that I think really just speaks to our deep emotional, mental, and spiritual needs as Jesus can really help us. Songs entitled I Speak Jesus by Charity Gale. Your name is power, your name is healing, 
Jesus, the most powerful name in all the world, the most powerful person in all the world. We cannot find salvation by any other except the name of Jesus. Call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. And so today we're going to talk about Jesus and learn about him in the book of the Revelation, as we learn in chapter 1 and verse 1, this is the revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. So in chapter 1 of the book of the Revelation, we're going to learn about his person, his power, and his plan for us. Jesus is revealed to us in the book of the Revelation, and I'm praying right now that the Holy Spirit will reveal to your heart and your mind who Jesus is and that he desires to be the Lord of your life and he will not just change you a little bit, he will transform your life. Also as a believer, Jesus is the most powerful name in all the world. In my life, just a short little testimony, almost two years ago, I had a near-death experience, and I was hospitalized in um, the ICU for several weeks. I had a burst appendix, and a lot of stuff went wrong, and I'm not somebody that has hardly ever been sick or ever been in the hospital. But when that happened, and I was near death, there was only one name that I called on, and that is the name of Jesus. And I just kept crying out to him and saying, Jesus, will you touch me? Jesus, will you heal me? And the person that's talking to you right now is someone that has had a bona fide miracle. I claim no glory of it by myself, but it was Jesus who touched my life. Revelation 1 and verse 5. Remember also in verse 3, there's a special blessing for the person that reads a book of Revelation, those that hear it, and those that keep this book in your heart. So don't avoid it like so many. I hear from so many people that tell me they've never even heard the book of the Revelation taught or read in their church. How sad is that? Revelation 1 and verse 5, you will learn about the person of Jesus. He is the ultimate prophet. He will tell you the truth, not 99.9% .9 of the truth, but he will tell you the truth all the time. And he speaks the truth in love. Maybe you had a bad experience in a religious organization or a church or somebody uh, screamed at you the gospel. Let me tell you this. The gospel is good news. The good news is that Jesus saves. He saves sinners. He is the only way of salvation. To me, that's good news. And so it says that he's the prophet, he is a priest, and he is a king. That's his threefold office. In verse 4, we learned about the Father, 
and we learned about the Holy Spirit, the Father being the one that is and was and is to come, and the Holy Spirit. We learned seven aspects concerning the Spirit of God in Isaiah 11, verses 1 and 2. But here, Jesus, it says, and from Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. That's how the word is interpreted. Christ is Christos, the Messiah, from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. Chapter 3 and verse 14 brings that point out again. The word for witness is a martyr, someone that would give their life. Well, Jesus lived his life and then gave his life for what he spoke and what he believed and in order to obtain your salvation. It had to be with the shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness for sin. So he's the faithful witness. So many people, even in the name of Christianity, are spreading a lot of things that simply aren't true. You can trust Jesus and you can trust his word. It says also he's the first begotten of the dead. He is the um, prototype, if you can use that word, of all of us believers that would follow after him. He's the one that died. He was buried and he rose again. He's the first begotten, the one that is first born out of death, the first one to conquer death. We see in the scripture of Lazarus and said, well, I, what about Lazarus? Well, Lazarus, Jesus raised from the dead, but he died eventually. And so here, Jesus, though, is the one that died on the cross, suffered, bled, and gave himself to be the sacrifice for our sins. But not only that, he died, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day. So he's the first begotten of the dead. He is a prophet, he is a priest, and the one where, where it says, excuse me, where it says the first begotten of the dead, that's his priestly office where he offered his own blood for our salvation. There are some that believe in what is called a limited atonement, that Christ only died for the elect. Well, the Bible teaches us that he died for all men. Whether you receive him or not, he still paid the price so that you could obtain salvation. So he's the first begotten of the dead. And this is another powerful statement of him. He is the prince. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. No one is more powerful than him. He was raised from the dead, and now he is the one that will expel the forces of darkness. What a powerful Jesus. And then as we closed our last, last broadcast, we said he's the one that loves us. It says he loved us, but it's in the present tense in the Greek. And he washed us, he loosed us, aorist tense, once and for all, from our sins in his own blood. Yes, Jesus loves me. And yes, Jesus loves you. 
As we go to verse 6, it says that he did something for us. He made us a kingdom of priests. It says he made us kings and priests. The word for kings in the original is a word that carries the idea of basileia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But he made us a kingdom of priests. I don't think it's particularly that he made us a bunch of little kings running around because I think he is the king of kings and lord of lords, but he did make us a kingdom of priests. And priests offer themselves to the Lord, like Romans 12, 1 and 2. They offer their sacrifices to the Lord, not blood, but themselves. In the Old Testament, people offered sacrifices unto God, and then Jesus came and sacrificed his life as the ultimate sacrifice for all of our sins. And it says to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. In our life, in your life as a Christian, make sure that you don't get caught up with religious pride, that you're trying to make a name for yourself or everything that you do is for your glory. That's all the wrong motive. Our desire is to, our design rather, is to bring glory and to glorify Jesus in all that we do. Whether we eat or drink, we must glorify God. And it says, and dominion forever and ever. When all the smoke clears, as it were, Jesus Christ will be standing Jesus Christ will win. It may look now like maybe we're losing in some sectors, but I can assure you that we will triumph with Jesus Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so it's so important to be on the winning side. Next broadcast, we are going to look at the coming of Jesus, and I think you'll be excited about that. But right now, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you, I plead with you, because I don't want you to go into eternal destruction. I don't want you to spend one second in hell, as it were. And I'm not some kind of fire and brimstone preacher, but Jesus did talk about a place called hell, and he does not want you to go there. He wants you to be with him in heaven. So if you would like to um, be with our Lord and to receive him, pray this prayer with me right now, would you? Say, dear Lord, I realize that I'm a sinner and I've done some terrible things. And I have sinned, and my position is that of a sinner. And Lord, I repent of my sin, and I now receive you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. And I'm so glad if you prayed that prayer with us, you did become a child of God. Keep listening to this broadcast, and we will teach you 
the word of God. And I want you to know for me, Pastor Earl, we love you and our friends love you. And we'll talk to you again soon.